Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Baseball Together podcast, baseball family. For those of you new to the show, we are here to raise money for the nonprofit organization called up, whose mission is to give disadvantaged young ballplayers the equipment they need to play the game we all love. We also want to unite communities by improving or rebuilding baseball facilities in areas suffering economic or environmental hardship. At this time, you can support by purchasing t-shirts and other baseball-related apparel and accessories from 9plusus.com. 10% of all these sales go to the cause. Again, that's 9plusus.com. The number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S, dot com. 9plusus.com. We hope you enjoy this episode of the Baseball Together podcast brought to you by 9plusus. Thank you for joining us, baseball family, on this episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am Brad, and I am joined, as usual, by Brig. What up, baseball family? We're going to get going real quick because we've got a lot of current events that we want to go down, and we're going to talk today about baseball cards because we love baseball cards love the nostalgia love so many things about them it's unfortunate they're not worth anything anymore but anyways let's get into some current events first this week we had announced the field of dreams game and i couldn't be more excited about this could not be more excited about this i think this is a fantastic thing that major league baseball is doing and what they are doing is um, on August 13th of next year, 2020, yeah. the Yankees and White Sox are going to the Field of Dreams field in Iowa where the that movie was filmed. In heaven. In heaven. <laughs> and they're going to play a game. How awesome is that? Legit. It's so awesome. Well, and if you think about it, they really, they really thought about this. I mean, the White Sox are playing because they kind of have to, right? Yeah. Because the, the movie's about the Black Sox. Yeah. Brilliant. So so they really put a lot of thought into that, having the White Sox play this game. And then the Yankees, just because, I, I think it's just because it's the Yankees. Well, it's, right? it's going to draw a crowd. Those 8,000 seats are going to get filled. Yeah. And that's that's where I was headed next. Like, I think it's so cool what they're doing here. They're keeping it intimate. They're keeping yeah. it small. They're going to build an 8,000-seat stadium. Or they're going to have 8,000 seats yep. around it. And then this is what's this is the thing I think is super cool. So they're going to have an outfield wall with windows so you can see the corn. Oh, that's awesome. It's too bad that there's a wall. Oh, I know. They should just, like, put a yellow line on the yeah, ground. And leave it with corn. And if it... <laughs> And then if if it goes if it goes over the corn on the fly, it's a home run. If it goes into the corn, it's a ground rule double. There you go. That's a great idea. That that would be an awesome way to. It's like little league. That's all what over it's again. supposed to be. <laughs> That's a cool. That would Brad, be so call, cool. Call call the commish, man. Oh, I got a lot of thoughts yeah. for the commish. That'd just, just be one of them. In the first call Bob have. Costas and get him on the phone with the commish. We need him on our team. Bob, we need to make a phone call. Come on, Bob. It's a conference call with the commish, Bob. By the way, if any of you have read Bob Costas' phenomenal book, Fair Ball, uh, you'll know what we talk about. But for those of you that have not, you're missing out. Yes, it's a great read. We're going to go over it one of these times on the podcast. Eventually, we're going to get to it. So if you want to know about it, though, yeah, so good. It's a fantastic book. I absolutely agree. Okay, so... Couple of questions that I have that have been brought up in the group when when this got announced. Um, it's a little gimmicky, but I don't care. This field of dreams thing. Do you care? It's a little gimmicky, but do you care? No, I don't care. Um, the reason I don't care is because the NHL was mm-hmm. doing this for a little while. They did their stadium series. You know where they play at, at yep. football stadiums. And that was like the one or two games of hockey that I watched a year because I wanted nice. to see it. Mm. Right? Like, it's like, how cool is that? 
I think it's going to be so cool to see these teams come out here to this field that is basically just like playing down the street. It's not, you know, the I always refer to, to Bull Durham pretty much every day in my life. And I'm yeah, you do. to it now. <laughs> that <laughs> going to those cathedrals of ballparks that they play in every day. Yeah. And you're going to this intimate park, this intimate field. It's not even a yeah, park, it it's is. a field. You know, and you're getting an opportunity, and it's 8,000 lucky people are going to get to watch this game. So I want to know how how does one obtain a ticket to this game? And we, I asked that question on the group and got some really snotty answers back that I really loved. <laughs> you did, yeah. But but <laughs> I mean, funny. like, seriously, where who do I give my I money to? I honestly think... I honestly think like you've got to know somebody. Yeah, with eight thousand tickets, right? You, there's nobody who doesn't. Yeah, you got to be a family member, or I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe Marlins man. Yeah, the uh, freeze. He's gonna show up. Yeah, the freeze better be running. <laughs> be running through the. Could you imagine racing the freeze through the corn? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Add yeah. a wrinkle. I can't imagine racing the freeze. Let's put it that way. Because look, man, after I got out of the army, after I got out of the army, I don't even run errands. I don't run to the store to grab anything. I don't run to the bathroom. I don't 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 say, hey, do you want to run to Walmart or the Hobby Lobby? I'm like, no, man. We can mosey though. We can venture. <laughs> That's how I feel. My knees are so bad that I don't run either. My son, just today, he's like, Dad, will you show me how fast supersonic is? I was like, I got like three steps in me. <laughs> Let me pull up a YouTube video. <laughs> I'll show you. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah, man, that's awesome. No, I, I get that. No, I'd be, uh, if if I did make it more than three steps running, I would, uh, I'd be that guy who fell on his face. <laughs> you see that video? <laughs> Raising the freeze. That That's awesome. Me. So, uh, so yeah. Denise Cantu brought up some good points. You know, how are they going to park? Right. This is the parking is going to be a huge issue here. Um, you know, people who can't get a ticket are going to show up just to be a part of oh, it. Yeah, yes. And so it's going to be a madhouse, yeah. and maybe worth it. I don't know, just to be there for that party. Oh, if you can, like, I mean. MLB is going to have to have security for miles if they want to keep this thing as exclusive to 8,000 people. And it, if they're not going to do that, if they're not going to have security for miles and they're just going to be like, tickets at the oh. gate, you know, there's going to be people standing around down the street with binoculars oh, yeah, watching dude. this thing. Which, you know, if, if that's the length you're willing to go to watch the game, you're probably willing to do that anywhere else. Just like in Chicago, how they watch games yeah. across the street on the rooftop. Which I love, by the way. I think it's awesome. But no, I... I do think it's interesting, though. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, like what they're going to do as far as uh, limiting to 8,000 people and and kind of the logistics yep. of it. Um, I would think that they've thought about it because I said before that MLB loves to work through the logistics, yeah. that that seems to be their hang-up on everything. And if they're pulling the trigger on this thing and, and doing it, that they must have thought of just about yeah, everything. That's true. So. I don't know, but we're a year away, and I already am super yeah, excited. I, I can't wait and for it. The, you know, the TV ratings are going to go through the roof. Oh yeah, like it's like I said. I think it's going to be like, like that Stadium Classic the NHL did. It's people are going to want to tune in because if you haven't oh, really? seen the movie, you know about it. You know what it is, and so you're you're going to want to tune in yep. and say, "What does this look like?" Because that was the first time I tuned into the those yeah, NHL games. Absolutely. I want to see what it looks like. And the first one I the first one I turned on it was snowing. I was like, "Yeah, I'm here for hockey in the snow. That's cool." Totally cool. It, that is, I didn't know it about this. I can't contribute to that, but it just sounds really cool. So yeah, I think this is going to be really cool. There's going to be a lot of eyes, and yeah. it could be one of the highest yeah. rated games of You're the right. season, to be honest. <laughs> Hopefully, the White Sox can put together some sort of, you know, like showing, but not to talk trash in advance or anything. <laughs> <laughs> So this week, the Blue Jays called up another one of their legacy prospects or leg- one of their legacy pr- players. Uh, they called up Bo Bichette. Yes, that's right. That is Dante Bo Bichette, Bichette, son of Dante Bichette, who played for the Colorado Rockies. 
And this kid is phenomenal. Holy cow. He was ready for big league pitching because he has been hitting it to shreds. Yeah, he's beating the crap out of baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. Um, I have some fantastic numbers. This is an Instagram post that I actually found just before we came on. Uh, this is Friday night. So his first 11 career games. Okay, you ready for these numbers, Brig? I'm ready, man. He's batting 408, four home runs, nine doubles, and a 1290 OPS. Whoa, in 11 games. Holy smokes, in his first 11 games. Not just a, not just a cherry-picked 11-game stretch. His first 11 Jeez. games. That's what blows my mind, is that he took Yikes. no time to adjust. He got up there, and he's like, that's all, that's all you've got? <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, I cannot believe what he's doing. There's been, I mean, he's obviously going to come back to earth. Guys, pitchers are going to figure out how to pitch to him. Yeah, for sure. But if he has this kind of potential, this guy's going to be something else. He's going to be unreal. Well, okay, so I have a couple of statistics for you uh, as well. Mm-hmm. He is the first, what we call a freshman, right? Mm-hmm. He has 12 or more extra base hits in his first 11 games. That's crazy. And he's also the first rookie since Ted Williams, who in 1939 did this and got an extra base hit in nine straight games. Nine straight games for a rookie since Ted Williams to get <laughs> nine, <laughs> to get an extra base hit in nine straight games. So, and then on top of that, he's also the first player of in all of Major League history, but not just rookies, but I mean like everybody. Mm-hmm. So he has a doubles streak of nine or more games going. That's insane. Ever. That's just nuts. <laughs> and, and here's the thing is like, granted, he hasn't faced like the best pitching because he was going against the Royals. He's going against the Orioles. And the, Orioles and the Yankees too. Historically bad. And, and that's where I was headed next. However, in his last few games, he's gone against the Rays. Yeah. One of the best pitching staffs in Major League Baseball. Yeah. And then against the Yankees. Yeah, man. So he, he was able to kind of ease into it, it seems like, but now he's facing elite pitching and doing this? Yeah. Come on. He got his fourth homer off, uh, off of Domingo Herman. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't believe it. I I know I kind of bagged on Toronto a, a few weeks ago, but, man, the Blue Jays are going to be a lot of fun to watch for a long time. Yeah. With this group that they have. With we BGO were talking about it earlier. And Guerrero, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be... Like next year could be a real fun contention year, like a contender year for them. But then, I, like I said earlier, I think that 2021 is like a solid gold oldie in the making. It could be. It could <laughs> I be. Think so. Yeah. It very well could be. Yep. They're fun, man. They're they're exciting. Yeah. They're young. They're hungry and angry and everything. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, especially since all three of those guys were kind of held down in the minors for longer than they should have been. Way so. longer with numbers like this, and you tell me they didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's not ready for what? For what? <laughs> for his contract arbitration <laughs> to come up too soon? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, insane. Poo poo faces. There you go. I said it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. Get it the out there. <laughs> <laughs> Rookie slang. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get on to the biggest news of the week. Player uh, Players Weekend uniforms were dropped. That this is week. the biggest news of the week, for sure. The biggest news. I mean, this is like the thing that really made waves through media, conversation, everything. Yeah. I, I really feel like they, they, they know when to drop this stuff in, the, in the, the beginning of August. Like, oh, here we go. Here's a good time. There's nothing else going um, on in the world, so why not, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, they picked a perfect time to do it. So, for anyone who hasn't seen these yet, they're black and white. Just straight up. One team will wear black, one team will wear white. Black and white hats, like straight black, straight yeah. white hats. Um, I I said on our VIP group feed, when uh, when there was a link posted to these, I believe it was yeah, Denise she, Cantu she did, who yeah. posted this initially. 
I saw this and I was like, gosh, my very first thought was this is a cop out. Like Major League Baseball is not yep. even trying right now. Like, because I bought a black Mariners hat, I want to say in like yeah. eighth grade. These hats have been available at Lids for twenty plus Jeez. years. This is nothing yeah. new. <laughs> so it's like somebody was just walking around Lids, like, what if we just did that whole color scheme for uniforms? Whoa, brilliant! And I could see if they, <laughs> yeah, and I could see if they decided for those white ones especially. Like, here is a blank canvas. Yeah. Do as you wish with it. You know, here's some markers, here's some paint, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, draw, write some stuff on it. Um, if you have a logo, have them put a sticker on there or something, or a patch, you know. Do whatever you want to the uniform. And same thing with the black ones. You know, like, here's a silver Sharpie. Draw on it, go to town, write whatever you want on it. Here, you can put some patches, stickers, yep. whatever you want on it. If they used them as a blatant canvas, I could see having these bland, bland uniforms. I agree. That makes a lot of sense to me. But they're just what they are, and that's and that's kind of what I thought too. I was like, "Is there more to this? Am I missing something?" They're like, no, 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 just black no, and white no. Uniforms. Don't 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 ask too many questions, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Overthinking Jeez, things. That's not usual. the way we roll. <laughs> It's funny, though, because so my first thought was, wow, this would be really cool for the players to show off their fancy socks and their, you know, funky bats and all the different stuff that players get to bring to the mm-hmm. players weekend. Um, but then I, you know, I started think, thinking the same thing you did. That's that that must have been as far as they got in the decision making was, well, how can we do something kitschy that will let the players show off their personality? And that's what it's turned into. I don't think they went any further than that, and that's too bad. Yeah, and like they're doing the whole thing with like they can have their phones out during the national anthem and things like that. That's awesome. Like, that's I like fine. that. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. And and that'll be fun to watch. You know, that any players that you follow on social media, that will be yeah. a whole lot of fun to watch to get to see that perspective. Like I'm, Me too. I'm here for that. But if that's all this is, basically, like come that's on. that that nicknames. Yeah, and nicknames, which which are pretty fun. But I think they should have done what they did last year, which was use the yeah. Little League Classic uniforms across the league. Um, and speaking of the Little League Classic, they, those were actually released this week as well. Crushed for it. This year. Um, it's, just the, it's just the Cubs and the Pirates, and they did crush it. They totally crushed it. Wipe out those monochrome uniforms. Send these Little League Classic uniforms yep. across the league. Mandate it today because these are they're amazing they have the the sleeves are a different color than so the bodies are white okay and then the or gray and then the sleeves are the home team color the private team's primary color and then they're they're doing this cool thing where they're part of them look to be almost metallic in it and has a a shimmer to them it's gonna be really cool and they're in a v-neck so there's they're a pullover V-necks T-shirt style, man. I am. Yeah, it's just it's like a little league T-shirt jersey kind yeah, of thing. It's awesome. They're so stinking yeah. cool. And Pittsburgh, they're wearing across the middle of theirs in that shimmer in that shimmer material, whatever it is. It says the bird, <laughs> which is awesome, <laughs> which I love. And then the Cubs, they have cubbies on theirs. It's so cool. Which I don't. I don't think they could have done any better with that, no. with Cubbies. No, it's amazing. I mean, the only th- I think the only improvement now that I'm thinking about this that they could have done better was for the Pirates had Bucks instead of the Berg. Uh, well, no, because when, oh yeah, because when you're away, the away team wears the na- hometown name this, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you're wearing little league style uniforms, you're just going to have the team name. You're not going to necessarily have the city. True. So, so just go Bucks and Cubbies. I think that would have been that awesome. That would have been awesome. But the hats. Let's talk about these hats for yeah, a second. Man. I could talk about hats every week. Let's be real. I could too. Absolutely. <laughs> so the Cubs the Cubs are using their their regular, it's kind of like their batting practice hat. It's got the C with like a cub crawling through yeah, the C, yeah. right? Which I think is a cool alternate. And they have that same logo on the left, left breast. And then the Pirates have my absolute favorite logo in baseball on the front of their hat it's that pirate with the bandana with the eye yeah. patch snarling my only problem is that it's a yellow bandana on a yellow hat 
Uh, we were talking about this earlier, that they should have done a red bandana yeah. just for a pop of color. Well, and that's what's in their logo oh, is the Pirates wearing a red bandana in their primary logo. Yeah, and I I think it's so cool, though. That I'm not kidding you. That's my favorite logo in baseball, and I'm so happy to see it. If they if they used it more, I might just be a Pirates fan <laughs> because I'd have tons of Pirates stuff. Yeah. For those I'd of you that so don't know, Pirates Brad stuff. has a Pirate thing, so – I do. I do have a thing for pirates. And it's not necessarily the the pillaging and the plundering. It's the I grew up sailing and I like it. So <laughs> Look, Brad, you explain it however you want, man. But we all know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing about pirates too, so I'm not I am not free of this. And but I like the plundering and pillaging thing. That's I'm like hoist the black flag, spit on your hands and start cutting throats, man. That's where I'm at. <laughs> It is cool. That's how I feel. Sometimes <laughs> yeah, that's, pirates are awesome. There's a time in a life where you just got to do that, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm I'm here for these little league classic uniforms. I think they should just put those across the league instead of these player weekend uniforms that are just black and white because it's it's so boring. It's boring. They they, they were so fun last year what they did, and where they had like that patch on the side <clears throat> where they um they said like somebody who inspired them or helped them get to where they are. Yep. I think that's super cool. They need to do that again with these. Um, no, I just it's, it, it's players' weekend. Like, have fun with it. Yeah, do more. Yeah, do it's more. not Don't fun. Just, yeah, black and white's not fun. And then, so this was a predominant concern in the group when we talked about it. But all of the uh, all the teams wearing white are going to be blinding on a sunny day to the teams not wearing white. Mm-hmm. That's going to be an interesting experience. I don't know how you're going to pick up the ball as a batter with a pitcher wearing all white. No. And I know, I know that pitchers normally wear white, but I don't think pitchers is, there's not a team in major league baseball who has a white hat. No, there's not. And I think that the pitchers are going to wear black hats no matter what, or something like that. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. That's what I was told is that the, yeah. Cause I was yeah. like, when are you going to pick up the ball? It's coming off somebody's head. Yeah. Like, that is way too late to be picking up the ball. Yeah, I think the pitchers are going to wear black hats uh, no matter what. Yeah, they should. Yeah. They should. Just for, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a batter's eye, you should have contrast on the pitcher's head, too. Agreed. So, I don't know. Just I don't know. How about you just don't go with black and white uniforms? How about we just, you don't have that problem? Let's just start with there. <laughs> let's walk it all the way back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Take it all the way back to the beginning. <laughs> That's called a full circle. Yeah, yeah. all right let's take a short break and when we come back we're going to talk about baseball cards hey mike Catherine, those are some cool t-shirts you guys have thanks man yeah i got it from nineplusus.com they have tons of great baseball designs yeah i wear my nine plus us clothing all the time my favorite jim tank says diamonds are everyone's best friend And my go-to shirt for barbecue says a hot dog at the ballpark is better than steak at the Ritz. Wow, I love that. Right? Isn't that so cool? Yeah, I also got this snapback from 9 Plus Us. They're really the greatest stuff. Well, I'm going to have to do some shopping after this batter. What was that site again? So, yeah, it's 9plusus.com. So the number 9, right? Nine players on the field plus us. So 9, the number 9, P-L-U-S-U-S.com. Shop9plusus.com, apparel for game day and every day. Welcome back, baseball family. Uh, We are going to talk about one of the oldest, perhaps, traditions in the baseball fandom world, and that is baseball cards. Yeah. As... As you know, some of you know, I was a notorious baseball card trader. Hustler. In my youth. Hustler, if you will. Yes. Um, when the Pokemon craze was big, everybody was into it, and I didn't get it. I still don't get it. That's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ever even play Pokemon Go, for your information. Hey, you know but, what, though? Um, uh, quick movie recommendation. See Detective Pikachu. I watched it last is night. It, is it good? Hilarious. Super funny. Okay. Anywho. Go ahead. All right. Well, okay. I love uh, Wade Wilson. So you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever he wants, <laughs> whatever his real name is. I don't know. We'll go with Wade Wilson. Anyway, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> Brian Reynolds. That's his name. Anyway, <laughs> here's the point. 
here's the point. Um, I was hustling Pokemon cards for baseball cards when I was a kid. So um, I have a ton of baseball cards. I grew up looking through my dad's baseball cards. Um, there's a really terrible story about my dad's baseball cards that we won't get into, but it's it's one of the things that he brings up every chance he gets, right? Whenever baseball card conversation comes up, my dad says, and you know what happened to mine? And then he rants and raves because that <laughs> is how, and he's right. You know, he, he was, you know, treated poorly, but I mean, that's the, that's how near and dear baseball cards have been in the hearts of baseball fans for so, so long. So the point I'm trying to make is, um, you know, baseball cards are fun. They're supposed to be fun. I think they're dying, though, which is terribly sad. They are. You can and still get them, though, which is, which I think yeah, I see cool. them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You go to Target or Walmart or whatever, and they're there. And you think, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I want a pack of cards so bad. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like a little 25-pack is... mystery card pack. Yeah. The problem with them, though, is they're, they're just not worth anything anymore, which is a I real know. bummer um, because, I mean, they used to be. Like it, it's insane what they what they were worth back in the day. Yeah. Like I remember specifically, and this is actually kind of a touchy subject for me. For I'll, I'll get to why. So I had two baseball cards that were worth considerable amount of money. And one was a Ken Griffey Jr. card from 1996. Mm-hmm. It was um, uh, I'll I'll talk more about this in a little bit, but it was a, a triple play bomb squad edition Ken Griffey Jr. card. It's worth Whoa. ten bucks. Ten bucks this card, wow! And, and then I had a same edition, uh, same same like brand. It was triple play. It was like a black signature edition uh, Frank Thomas card. Yeah, it's worth thirty five bucks, Whoa. dude. I was ten years old, sitting on eleven years old, sitting on these cards worth a total of $45 at them. That's in. a big deal back then. Oh, big time. Sitting in plastic cases, had them displayed up in my room, and Frank Thomas was my was my best friend's uh, favorite player at the time. He'd be like, I want that card so bad. I'm like, uh-uh. And he knew how much it was worth because I'd I'd buy a Beckett every couple months to like check out how, how much my cards were <laughs> worth and everything. Yeah, everybody did. Yeah, man. <laughs> and then we moved a year. We moved two years later. It got lost in the move. Oh, to this day, like every once in a while, I like, go through my baseball cards. Like, are they going to pop up? Are they going to pop up? Yeah. Oh I man. I haven't seen those cards since 1998. <laughs> oh, that is brutal, dude. Yeah, and I'm sure now, you know, maybe a couple cents, if even that. Yeah. But at the it's... time, you know, like that was a big deal. It was a big... Yeah. especially to a ten year old. Exactly. And <laughs> well, and I don't get why baseball cards were such a big deal to us. Like, it's it's they fit in your pocket. Maybe that was why. Maybe because um, they were accessible with visual, you know, image being so visual. I don't know. Maybe it was the players' stats on the back. I don't. I still don't understand why we loved them so much, but we loved them. So for me, and oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much I loved them because that summer that I got those two cards, um, my mom would give us chore lists, and every day. You know, as, as a 10-year-old, I'd do my chores, and then I would get 50 cents each day yeah. for our chores because it was just like two or three different things, you know, just to just for the summer. But those those triple play packs were, yeah. were, were, a, were 96 cents each right. for like 10, 15 cards. Brig, I cannot tell you how many baseball cards I bought that summer. I am not <laughs> kidding you. I bought so many. <laughs> and and I mean it's I'm not surprised I ended up with those two cards because I probably ended up with just about the whole set. Yeah. And uh, and I loved it. Loved every single minute. I loved the design of the card. I had like this whole big thing with like these glossy cards, and I would sit while I was watching games. I would sit with my with my cards and look for the guys that I oh, had, especially awesome. for that day. You know, like I'd be like, "Oh, I got that guy today. That's awesome." And I'd look at his stats and I'd say, "Would learn more about him." Um, and that set, this is, are you ready for this? This is so awesome. I still think this is so rad. And you know, now that I think about it, I think it was 1994 because I had these rookies. Are you ready? Yeah. Manny Ramirez, <laughs> Chipper Jones, <laughs> Javi Lopez, Ugh. and uh, I think there's a Derek Jeter, Alex Rodriguez. And um, 
there was one more that I can't think of, but I had all these rookie cards in there for these guys. <laughs> and I was just like, this is super cool. <laughs> That's cool. And then looking back on it years later, it was like, that was an amazing set that I couldn't believe that I got these sets for a buck a piece. I know. All summer long. But it was like gambling. Match... It was like gambling oh, was. for 10 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> and I did it all summer of, long. Here's a 25 pack. It's mystery. You never know what you're going to get from tops. You know, it's just in that clear plastic or that, uh, you know, tinfoil color cellophane. Yeah, and I I would get in the car as soon as we got in the car, I'd rip them open. Like, who did I get today? Oh yeah, oh, I got that one. I got that one yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, and the disappointment. So when I was sorting my cards and I'd go through them, I had the I had the big three ring binder with all the little clear plastic pages with all the you know with nine slots in it for the baseball cards. And if yeah. I ever got a straight duplicate, it went right behind the first one. <laughs> And see, mine, I use duplicates to trade. Yeah, I did too. But, but I never told I whoever them. I was yeah. trading with. I never I never told who I was trading with that I had a duplicate. Yeah. I'd be like, here's this Carlos Bayerga. He made an appearance in Little Big League. Here you go. Thank you for the Mark McGuire card. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the Mark McGuire card. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I, that was that's actually a true story. I had a friend down the street who knew nothing about baseball, knew nothing about about uh, baseball cards, and he found a Mark McGuire rookie card in his room. He's like, hey, you want this? You're like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Would you like this Pokemon card for exchange? <laughs> and I took it home. I threw it right in like the front of my of my binder. Is like, that goes there. Oh. That's the most valuable card in the book. <laughs> Dude, for sure. I prize-possessed every one of mine. I had, a, I had a sorting system for all of them. And I would go through. It's maddening now how much time I spent on this. When I think about it, but I would go through and rearrange them by team. And then a couple weeks later, I'd get all antsy about it for whatever reason. I just have to touch them, apparently. And I yep. pull them out and I rearrange them by position player, you know, for all my first baseman go here and all the second baseman go in these, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I pull them all out again a few weeks later and I say, <laughs> say, okay, now we're going to do by. I don't know, batting average or by whether they're wearing home jerseys or away jerseys or I did. And I just was this neurotic little boy. Apparently it was just had to be playing with his stupid baseball cards the whole time. It was so funny looking back. Oh, and I was the, I was the exact same way. I would go through and I'd have them, I'd have them organized by brand. Okay. Tops yeah. goes first, <laughs> triple play yeah. next. You know, and then Skybox or whatever. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I think it'd be really cool if I did them by team. Okay, here are all my Mariners. Here are all my yeah. Orioles. Here are all my Yankees. Put them in. And then like a week later, like, oh, it'd be really cool if I had them all in alphabetical yeah. order. <laughs> so I take them all and alphabetize them. Or, or alphabetize like, oh, by you know, team. I should make <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd alphabetize yeah. my team. And I think one time I made fantasy lineups. Oh, nice. I was like, since it, since it's nine, I was like, okay, here's my leadoff yeah. hitter. Here's my two hitter. Here's my three. Here's my oh, cleanup. Oh, that's know? And I'd awesome. i make sure I had like, oh my gosh, that was like the most intense I ever got with it. <laughs> and it probably took me four or five days to do it. But I did. <laughs> I don't doubt that. Because I wanted, <laughs> wanted to organize my yeah. baseball cards. I don't know what. <laughs> Man. And we have nothing in our lives like that right now. Like there is, it has oh, not been replaced. There's a void. It has created a vacuum. That must be where like addiction and crime and stuff like that comes from or something. It's like this loss, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's no, no, there, no we haven't put anything like that. in that spot, you know? <laughs> exactly. I can't oh imagine. My gosh. Can can't you imagine, imagine how productive and, we would have been with all the energy and all the, all the brain power and all the stuff that we put into that, <laughs> you know, and looking, looking back growing up, like I, my mom was a piano teacher and I tried to learn to play the yeah. piano so many times. And if I had put the amount of effort into learning the piano as I did my baseball cards, I would yeah, be a for concert sure, pianist dude. now. Like I guarantee you, I'd be so good at the piano. I no, can't even we... read music, much less play the piano. <laughs> we could speak three languages by now each. In the amount of Oh, for real. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and the money we spent. Yeah. I know it was the 90s or whatever, and that money's different now, but... Hey, it was an investment. It was. We, and Baseball we cards were an investment. <laughs> yes. And here's this, too. So when I was born, my dad bought me two complete sets of tops. And, you know, growing up, I thought they were... I just thought they were his because right. they were his old baseball cards. 
but he's like, no, I bought those for you when you were born. Uh, because they are the they're like the box, oh, like wow. the full box. I still have them to this day, uh, but it's the full tops box, like for like the, the zero, whole season, zero, yeah. To like, yeah, the whole set. And I remember when I got into college, I was like, oh my gosh, the day has come that I'm supposed to sell these to pay for yeah. my school. <laughs> and so I had, and so first I kind of went to like test the water. I had like a pocket full of cards, and I, keep in mind I'm right. like 18 years old. Okay, like I'm not a kid necessarily. I'm 18. I go down to the card shop. I have like my eight cards that I think are going to be like the worst, right. worth the most money. I walk into the card shop and I'm looking around to kind of see what he has, you know. And I'm looking in the glass case and I, I don't, I, I don't see any baseball cards. And and here's a little tidbit about this place. It used to be batting cage, and in the front of that batting cage. They sold baseball cards, and that's Whoa, how I knew this. That's was legit, man. That's like the back alley of baseball. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, <laughs> I think oh, it was called yes. the bad alley too. But <laughs> yeah, um, but so I didn't see any baseball cards. I was like, "What is the deal?" So I walk up to the counter, and the guy's sitting there, and I was like, "Hey, do you do you buy or sell baseball cards?" He's like, "No, there's no money," and I might stop doing that a couple oh, years ago. Heartbreaking. What? It just like everything Whoa. just sunk right out of me. I was like, "Oh, you got to be kidding me!" Yeah, had this whole binder full, and like, and so this binder that I had yep. was it was like a two inch binder, but it was bulging sure. to probably three inches because it was a yeah. specific binder for baseball cards, and it even had windows. It had nine or had six windows. Totally, on the front yeah. I had the same. I probably had the same one. It's kind of padded. Was it an upper deck one? Probably. We probably did. Yeah, we probably had the exact same one. Yeah. <laughs> but I had this old like binder and I was just like What? Oh what no. Have I done? <laughs> that I was went, two years ago. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny, I'll bet yeah. you so yeah. I have a almost identical story, right? I didn't expect to pay for college, but I did get into a financial mm-hmm. jam when I was eighteen. Or 19 or whatever it was. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell my baseball cards. <laughs> yeah. And so I did. I took. I did the same thing, man. I took a box. I had one. I had so many cards. So I had a box in one hand. And I had my bulging binder in the other. And I walked in. And it. they're always. And maybe it's not now. I don't know. But probably even more so now. But they're always in these kind of weird strip malls. These card shops. They're in weird strip yeah. malls. Or they're yeah. in back alley. Like janky places and they're and they're run by hoarders it feels like or at least the guy i went and saw was like those collectors are always so weird they have such weird stuff in those places it's weird man and so i i walked in and there was like this underworld of life that i didn't know until that day Mm. and i was like whoa this is weird yeah so i asked him if he wanted to buy my baseball cards and he said sure what do you you know what do you have it just depends and i'll appraise them and he wanted me to leave and come back and i was luckily i was smart enough to be like no i will sit here and watch you you know take as long as you need but i'm not going anywhere and uh yeah he offered me i think he offered me 15 bucks for the whole thing and i was like just deflated i didn't know i didn't even know how to feel yeah oh so hard i know and you know they always talk about when you're when you're growing up like oh when you're riding your bikes and you want to make that motorcycle sound like, oh, put a clip a baseball card into the spokes. It's like, why would I clip a baseball card into the spokes? Why would I do that to a baseball yeah. card? Why? You know? Are you fool? <laughs> yeah. What are you dumb? Come on now. But, yeah, dude, that's exactly how it was for me, and that's what I used. So I just used playing cards for that. I used index cards. You kidding me? Oh yeah, you smart dude. You were a smart kid. <laughs> I was ripping off my parents' bicycle pack, man. I was like, you don't need to play bunco. <laughs> yeah, no. Like all the kids down the street were using baseball cards. I was like, why are you guys doing that? Just use an index card. You don't need to use your baseball card, right? If you don't want them? Give them to me. I'll take them. I'll take them. Yeah, dude. But yeah, so one thing though, one super cool thing that happened to me, and this is pretty recent. So that summer that I bought all those baseball cards, I probably got in all those sets. Oh man, I had to have gotten like fifteen Paul Molitor cards. Fifteen uh, what? And I, I'm not Paul Molitor. Oh cards. okay, yeah. 
Like, I'm not even kidding you. That's like, crazy. At least. So I had all these cards. So I knew very well growing up who he was. I paid attention to him, you know, those those last few years of his career very closely. Um, I could have told you when I was 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, who he played for his entire career, right. every stop, every year, you know, what he hit, everything. Because I had so many of those cards, I was just like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. So, um, so I was kind of a Paul Molitor fan, right? Kind of a, a random guy sure. to be a fan of. Good hit, great hitter, but not necessarily no, one absolutely. of the stars. So, um, 2016, summer 2016, I went on this journalism conference Oh yeah, in, Min- yeah. in Minnesota. We went to a twins game, got to cover, got to cover a twins game and it was awesome. Like I got a target field is fantastic. I know I've said it before, but I can't say it enough. That is a beautiful ballpark. Um, an amazing experience. But after the game, we went down into the clubhouse and we did, we did like post game interviews and everything. And one of them, Paul Molitor was managing the what? time. And so like, it was so cool to walk into his office for these post game interview for this post game interview. And just like the guy who I was introduced to because of baseball cards, I had not only 15 triple play brand baseball cards of his, but also, you know, Don Russ, Upper Deck, because he was a guy who popped up in my yeah. card collection all the time, you know, with Milwaukee, Toronto, otherwise, and uh, I think Kansas City, otherwise, you know, just through his career, he popped up wow. constantly through my collection. And that's how I got to be a fan of him. And then, like, wow. I'm seeing him in person. And, like, I couldn't explain it to the guys I was with because they were all considerably younger than me. I mean, I got yeah. a journalism game older. But... Like, I couldn't explain it to anybody with me because it was just, like, such a weird, surreal thing to me that there's this guy who I I yeah. pretty much memorized his baseball cards. So I made the connection of, of, of watching and cheering for him on TV, and now I'm seeing That's him amazing. in real life. Like, it was just, like, it was so cool. It was honestly one of the, one of the coolest I've never heard that I've story. That is fantastic. Just getting to – getting – yeah, it was rad. Just getting to like stand there right in front of Paul Molitor. I didn't, I didn't even ask him a question because it's like everybody else was like so rapid fire that I didn't get a chance to. But I was just like, this is awesome. Wow, this is really I love cool that thing. story. So yeah, awesome experience. So, oh wow, I don't even have to follow that up. That's amazing. <laughs> so okay, let's talk more about value because it's not really heavily debated. Okay, this is. There is a very clear-cut line in the sand as to where the value starts and stops. Mm-hmm. And the number one most coveted card in all of baseball card history is a 1909-1911 to T206 Honus Wagner card with a white border. These routinely, they say, sell for a million dollars. I don't know. That doesn't even make sense to me, but there are reportedly, nobody knows for sure. There are reportedly 50 to 75 ish in circulation still that, you know, original copies. Um, now, now think about that. It's 1909 and now, now it's 2019. (laughs) I have right here in 2016. One went for three point two million. Oh my goodness! That's according to Beckett. Good old Beckett. Good old Beckett, man. Everybody had a Beckett book. Everybody. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you were into the baseball card thing, anyway. Right. Yeah. Um. So there are tons of fakes. Brad did a little research, and found some fakes. You can get a reprint a replica Honus Wagner card on uh, on eBay for anywhere between one dollar and twenty dollars. Up to sixty, I wouldn't pay sixty for a replica. But hey, if you're like into it and you want to get a replica Honus Wagner card, cool. Hop on eBay, pay a couple, pay a couple bucks for it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, but there is also one. I don't. It looks like it might be legit. Um, it's going for forty grand on eBay. Whoa. Um, but I, honestly, like I wouldn't trust them. No. If you have that kind of cash to burn, I wouldn't. For I'd sure. Go to a collector. I go to an auction. Go somewhere that's 
for sure certified uh, to make sure that you're getting the real deal and you're not getting fleeced. But I think anybody who's going to drop that kind of cash knows that kind of thing. I would think so. Well, and so there, so let's segment into this really quick. Um, there, there is a professional sports authenticator. It's called the PSA and they do collection, the collector's certifications. That's what they do. Okay. They do other things, but that's, Mm -hmm. they're the third party grading system and the authenticating system for all sports memorabilia worldwide. And so if you, if you're going to invest in a card or any sort of memorabilia right now, you've got to go th- make sure it's got a PSA grade on it and that somebody who knows what they're talking about can look at it before you buy it and, and that you get what you're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's like I placed that kid in my neighborhood. It was one of my good yeah. friends that he didn't know who Mark McGuire no. was. You know, I had no idea. And and it's really easy if you know what you're doing to do to replicate baseball cards, yeah, right? It's not. Especially those old yeah. ones, that old material. That, I mean, you got to make sure you have that PSA certification on there. So the number two most valuable card is the 1952 Tops number 311 Mickey Mantle card. Wow. That is the number two. In uh, 1952 was the first year that Tops entered the the kind of the game. That's the first year they ever did mm-hmm. the baseball card. And um, so that if you have the whole 1952 Tops set, um, then it's super popular and you can get over a thousand dollars for that set. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if it's so, this is the one. It's a, it's got a white border on it, which obviously is more of a cream color. But then it's got his signature printed on top of it at the very bottom. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and it's kind of that him, you know, looking up at him thing. And um, so anyway, that's that's well, the that's, number and two. That's kind of the that's kind of the signature of Tops too. Is that white border? Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool that it's stuck through it. I know, right? Isn't that neat? Yeah, I like it. Number three is the nineteen sixteen the. M101-5 Sporting News Babe Ruth Rookie Card. That is number three. That's number three. A Babe Ruth Rookie Card yeah. is number three. Yeah. If you found one in PSA Condition 8, which, let me just check for us, PSA Condition 8 is considered two steps below mint. Okay, so so a gem mint... Hmm. So is 10, a mint is 9, and near mint, mint. So there's near mint, and then there's near mint, mint. <laughs> so near mint is wow. 7, near mint, mint is 8. It's like right in between. I could look into the details, but I'm not going to. Um, if you can find one with an 8 or higher, it's a million-dollar card. That's a $1 million piece of paper. Wow. Honestly, I'm I'm a little surprised that it's only a million just because it is right. Babe Ruth. Like I I feel like, but also you know it's yeah scarcity yeah scarcity that that drives price. Yeah. Apparently the back is blank. Oh really? Yeah. Apparently the back so is it's blank. Just a picture of Babe Ruth. And it, at the bottom it says Babe Ruth. Um. Then there's a P. Dash Boston Red Sox because he's a pitcher, right? P. Yep. Yep. And then. The number 151, which is the indication. The card but, number, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So if you can find one better than an eight or better, then that's at least a million dollars worth. That's crazy. Yeah. That is insane. So that's number four is also a Babe Ruth card. It's a rookie card. It's the Sporting News uh, number 151, but it's got a back on it, I think, is how this mm-hmm. one works. Okay. It's the M101-4 rather than the M101-5. The dash 4 is also going uh, around a million dollars at PSA 8 or greater. And I could see that one without the back going for more because that's probably an error. Yeah. Well, it may be. Yeah, that's a good point. If if there's the other one that has the well, I guess if it has a different number, I don't know. That's That's weird. Yeah. It has a different it's strange number. that maybe they just maybe they just printed them with and without backs. I don't know. Hmm. I wasn't alive then. Who's to say? Yeah, for real. Number five is the uh, nineteen oh nine to nineteen eleven T two zero six Ty Cobb. 
Yeah, Ty Cobb. That's the same series that the Honus Wagner one is from. And it uh, it apparently goes for, again, a million dollars or more, depending on the grade. Your But the grade has gone down, so you only need a PSA 4.5 or so or better will get you a million dollars or more. Wow. Which is weird. You think that it would be ranked higher in this top five list uh, because it you don't need a better you don't need a higher quality in order to get the most money out of it yeah and i i wonder if it's just that that specific series because um because i bet you could get a honus wagner card at probably you know three or four that still be worth something yeah yeah a million or two for they're saying that there are probably 22 or fewer in existence of this ty Cobb t206 wow yeah that's not very many and it comes with six. This is interesting. So back then it was all advertising. These were these were selling products. Um, that's what they were used for. And this one that I'm looking at is the uh, Smoking Tobacco World Company is the one that's advertised. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was going to say. They're included with uh, with yeah. tobacco. It's the tobacco set. So, but there are 16 different variations with different product advertisements. On the back of this T206, Ty Cobb, is what they're saying. I'm sure it's the same with the Honus Wagner one. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I wonder why then the Babe Ruth one is blank. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. And, and like you said, that since that was with Sporting News. Yeah, a different company, yeah. That might have just been since they were, I'm assuming, a media outlet then as well. Um, I wonder if they were just printing photos. And then they decided, you know what, let's put the stats on the back there. Yeah. Or, or at least advertisements. I mean, yeah, it's pure speculation. So, Brig, I have a question for you. When was the last time you actually bought a set of baseball cards? I. That's a great question. I I was probably. Nope. I remember. I remember. I was sixteen. Yeah, I was sixteen. Yeah. I was a sophomore in high school, and I had long since given up buying baseball cards and I just got my first Mm -hmm. job and I said to myself, you know, I'd had a job for a few months or whatever. And I had a a little bit of extra money because I just did. I don't know. Anyway, I, uh, maybe I was 17, something like that, but I was, I was in a target or something. It must've been a target, but I was in a store and they were, they just happened to be in the aisle the checkout stand that I was in, there's like that next end cap or whatever. And I went, eh, and I grabbed a pack. And that was the last time. Yeah. So I can tell you the last time I bought a pack. It was November of last year. What? Um, yep. That was the last time I bought a pack because I was, doing uh teaching vip kid yeah. which is online teaching english to yep. kids in china via web webcam and part of that program is you have to have some kind of um oh, rewards yeah. program like yeah. a reward mm-hmm. system right and one of one of the students i taught pretty much every morning uh yeah i'd say i taught him four or five days a week uh he played baseball so we would talk baseball yeah. when we get started on the lesson. It was, it was actually sounds awesome. Class. It was a lot of fun because he's the only kid, the only kid I taught who actually knew yeah. what baseball was even. Um, and one day we were talking, and he said something about how he collected baseball cards. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" So I went and I bought a pack of cards, and we used it as a reward system. We opened it together, and we flipped through Brilliant. it, and and we'd we'd look at it, and we'd we'd read through the stats, and and I'd show him on my map where the team was. So it was it was a whole lot of fun, and it was it was not only fun to be able to like share that with somebody who's into yeah. baseball cards now to go through that, but it was also fun. Like I'd sit there when I was done, and be like I need to be getting ready for work, but I'd be like, yeah, looking through these cards, <laughs> like I was well, ten again, awesome. you know, because it was it's it was so fun to to see baseball cards, and and I wasn't even sure like where to find them because it'd been so long since I'd looked for any kind of cards at all that I kind of wandered around Target to see if I could find them. And eventually I did, obviously, and I, I got them. But 
but yeah, so I, I got a. That's cool. That's awesome. That's a, another great story, Brad. That's great. Damn. (laughs) I mean, ah, dang. Shoot. (laughs) But yeah, it was cool. I still have kicking around here somewhere. So when we moved from Utah to South Carolina a couple of years ago, uh, we went through my parents' storage and my wife, we went through her parents' storage and we found all my cards and it was fun. It was fun. And we didn't have time to look through them. And and I don't even remember what I told my dad to do with them. I don't remember. I don't remember oh, really? if I told him to save them or if I said it was up to him or, or if I asked him, hey, you can throw everything else out if you need to, but these ones stay. I don't know. I don't remember what I said. I should call him and ask. Yeah. I, I doubt he threw them yeah, away. He, he could have. My mom probably did, but I don't think my dad would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my cards um so I had that big I had that big binder uh that I have no idea what happened to it. Um we've moved a lot in the last few years and I yeah. have no idea where it went. No clue. But I do have a shoebox that I kept kind of like my yeah. spares. Like I called them my spares. Just kind of like the extras and it's kind of like whatever. Like Remember my second grade teacher every Friday, if we didn't get in trouble yeah. or we didn't get our name on the board or whatever all week, he'd either give us a piece of candy oh, or a baseball card. Every week I got a baseball card. And so a lot of those are in that shoebox. And uh, and then I, I put those two top sets yeah. in that shoebox. I still have those for sure. That's awesome. In that pack that I bought last year. That's cool. So. Yeah, but I don't know where that binder is. Don't know what happened to it. That's the one that. That's what I really want to find. So with all the gold in it, man. Yeah, it's seriously, yeah, gold. it's so sad. Now, unfortunately, yeah. So Brig, I shared the cards that I was nostalgic about. That Griffey card, that Frank Thomas card. Um, do you have any cards that you were nostalgic about? Yeah, man. I had a Derek Jeter rookie card. Nice. And you know, it was the nineties. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Whoa, you know, I I think I've I pulled it out of a pack in like ninety eight and I just died. Just died. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't even know what happened. I may have dumped the rest of the cards out. I don't know, you know. Because who cares at that point? Oh, it was just madness. And I remember I <laughs> tore open the cellophane wrapper and I flipped through it and yeah, okay, there's whoever that is and whatever that is. And then it there it was. And I was like, what? That's awesome. It was crazy, That's man. So rad. It was there. Um, and then I have a Mark Meyer, uh, Mark McGuire card from his home run season. I have a Sammy Sosa one from that same year. Um, was it, That was 98 as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And I have uh, had wherever they are, you know. Yeah. Um I I had a Goose Gossage card with his big mustache coming down. No way. That's awesome. I don't know if I got it from my dad or something. I don't know, but it's in it was in the family somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, man, that dude's mean looking, right? <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just crazy mean looking. And uh but man, the day that I found that that Derek Jeter rookie card just like blew my mind and then through trading or something somebody gave me his pre the pre-rookie card um with him in it in the like he was in i think he was the university of michigan he was in training or something because i don't think he ever actually played there but um he was wearing wolverine blue and yellow you know i don't know but yeah i have a yeah i have that somewhere uh and that was cool but not as cool Anyway, it was crazy. So, yeah, cool. I have I have some great stuff. I even have a Michael Jordan card somewhere. Nice, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. So the one card I feel like that's like really special. I do have. I, I might have a couple of them actually. So my dad grew up with. He had he had a buddy who um, got drafted by I believe, but I do know he pitched mm-hmm. for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I told you about that earlier with the. I think it was episode one. Uh, his name is Scott Nielsen. But I have a couple cards oh, that were signed awesome. by him, so uh, those are actually like super cool. They're uh, uh, I want to say they're Don Russ cards. Mm. I can't remember for sure, but I think they're in that binder. I need to find it so that I can find those. 
but yeah it was it was really cool like hearing the story about like who that guy was because i just saw it saw that it was signed and then my dad told me that was my good friend growing up that's That's awesome awesome. (laughs) so that was that was one thing it was really cool like flipping through my cards and finding that so that's neat anyways uh let's let's get wrapping up on this baseball family we've shared our favorite baseball card stories some cards that we're nostalgic about um share with us your baseball cards uh any funny trading stories any cards that you had that you loved growing up uh go ahead and share them with us we want to hear about it because even though they're not worth anything anymore like we talked about they're still a whole lot of fun to flip through every once in a while and, and just kind of talk about um brig's gonna have a, a column coming up on baseballtogether.com here pretty soon about baseball cards uh, so you can head on over and read super that exciting at your leisure don't forget to visit the shop at shop.9plusus.com pick up some awesome baseball t-shirts um, we've been releasing a t-shirt a week the whole season uh, things are crazy and i mean that's a lot so there's like a ton of stuff on there we just did our yeah. second series in straight team colors um, so you can get everything you need uh, with team color on it and it's awesome it is super cool and make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, review the podcast uh, wherever you listen. And baseball family, we will catch you next week. Mm-hmm.